This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Tell your boss to get lost. It's time for your 15-minute break. Five, four, three, two, one. That's right. You are tuned in to the Clock Dodgers 15-Minute Podcast. We are doing a fantasy football edition with last-minute injuries, studs, and duds. I got my boy Josh here with me, and we are going to get into this for you right now. What's up, Josh? Hey, man. How are you? Doing all right, man. Doing all right. So, obviously, you know, when me and you spoke earlier in the week, we talked about how there's a lot of injuries going on, and especially right now, towards the end of the season, a lot of injuries are occurring, and it's an important time for fantasy football players because... You know, this is the playoffs. Either you're in it and you're trying to gear up for it or you're trying to get in, you know, last minute here. So um, me and you decided that, you know, this would be a good thing to help people out with, you know, last minute. So um, we have a lot of injuries to get over, you know, to go over here with offense and defense and how they're going to kind of affect players that we like, that we think people shouldn't start because of it. And then kind of just, you know, give them our studs and does. We'll give like one each um, on each side. Uh, That way we give these guys a little, uh, not just the injuries, but how to get over them. (laughs) Yeah, I think we can help some people out here. Yeah, for sure. So um, we got some notes here for guys on offense that we thought were, you know, the the bigger names, the guys who are probably on fantasy lineups or, you know, people are, you know, kind of weighing the idea of starting them or not. Um, that One of the first guys you have listed on here, well, actually two guys from the same team, which are Chris Hogan and Gronkowski. Um, you know, Gronkowski, they're... they're from everything I've seen last minute here, it's sounding like it's going to be a real game time decision type thing. As crazy as that sounds, um, it sounds like there's that slim possibility that he might play. I don't know if they're just, you know, they're the ones holding on to hope or if they're, you know, if, if this is realistic at all. But um, gotta, you know, I've been kind of a big Bennett proponent this year, but he's kind of let me down when Gronk is out. How, how do you feel about Bennett right now if Gronk does not play? You know, I feel like Bennett should be an obvious plug and play but this this new england offense has just shown us time and time again that we can't predict them and bennett has actually been called to block on a lot more when gronkowski is out so even though it makes just perfect sense to me to put bennett in your lineups with gronk out i think after last week you might look elsewhere um for example Travis Kels has Jeremy Macklin out, and he might he might be a safer bet than Martellus Bennett this week. Yeah, yeah, I definitely agree. I mean, I, I have Gronk in maybe a couple leagues, and um, I actually started guys like Witten, uh, Ertz. Like, I just kind of, you know, I, I didn't even go looking for a guy like Bennett. I just kind of, you know, plugged and played a different guy who I thought the matchup was better. Obviously, Witten do, didn't do that great, but, um, you know, it's, it's hard for people to sway away from a Patriots tight end. It just is. Um, 
But like I said, I've started Bennett in some leagues and it, and it ha- hasn't fared well when Gronk's been out. So um, I, I definitely think you're right as far as, you know, there being other options. And then Chris Hogan may be out. People have been playing Chris Hogan. Um, I've been a fan of him. Uh, but again, he's been a little inconsistent. Are, are we are, are we thinking there's a streaming option for him or is it just kind of if he doesn't play, don't even look to use another Patriot wide receiver? If if he is definitely out, I would go looking at Mal- Malcolm Mitchell and you know he's not a wide receiver one he he's a he's a, a flex play but i think he's the guy who stands to benefit the most from chris hogan being on the sidelines gotcha and we, we you know you mentioned macklin being out this has been a, a couple of weeks or a few weeks you know kind of going now but they are they are playing denver so it's hard to say you know like for instance i've been kind of um a fan of tyree kill since macklin's been out but i'm not going to be a fan of him against denver i'm just not um you know you did mention that's, kelsey. i think that's a good call yeah you did mention kelsey do you think he's a good option or he's still a desperation option against denver well if if you're desperate you're probably not going to be able to find travis kels and i i think you're probably right so if you're if you're really just scrambling for a tight end um will ty might be a guy that you can actually find out there okay not okay so yeah yeah he's definitely available i've seen him available in a bunch of leagues that i'm in so um he's not a bad guy to stream you know and this is the case when streaming is really important um even with a guy like kelsey and we talked about this you, you know you're talking about sitting a stud you know he's a stud at tight end um for a guy who's has a just a good matchup um so this is one of those cases where a stud is playing an elite d and streaming isn't such a bad idea and we don't shy away from it <laughs> so um that's definitely not a terrible idea of course one of the big ones is ingram uh, for the Saints, dealing with the concussion, I, I can't tell if, if he's in a play. You, you know, your notes mentioned he did practice all week, um, so he should clear. Um, however, it is important because, you know, the high tower thing, um, when they, even when even when they're both healthy, they both seem to play. But obviously, if Ingram out, high tower is huge. Um, if they both play, do you lean one way or the other? Or are you still going to lean high tower just because of, you know, you know uh, Ingram coming off of this concussion? Or does it not matter to you? Oh man! If they both play, they're facing that that LA defense that has really been tough against the Rams. I'd I'd almost like to see one or the other just just get declared as out. Absolutely. So so yeah, me, so, so let me ask you this then: say say he is declared out and Hightower's playing, do you feel good about Hightower against LA's defense still though, or no? If he is out, it's that touches by default type of situation where I would go ahead and plug Hightower in. And he's probably not going to get five yards per carry, but I think over the course of a ge- course of a game, he's going to be worthwhile. Okay, and, and I like to bring in my own situation because a lot of times, a lot of people are dealing with the same similar situation at least. So I am a guy who, in a league, does own Hightower and Ingram. Say they both play, and uh, again, I, I feel like I would lean Hightower just because of you know what's been kind of going on. Even when they both played Hightower. You know, for some reason he's catching the ball more. I, I I don't know, but I just he he seems like he's doing better for some reason. But I have also have like say James Starks on my bench. Would you avoid those two and go James Starks, or do you still feel like you would lean one of them? Oh man, Starks is tempting. You know, I I've seen some questions about him lately, and he's really been producing. As much as I am not in love with James Starks as a, as a player, you you have to love just a role in that Green Bay offense. Yeah. So yeah. if if they're both in, I you know they're splitting work against a tough defense, whereas Starks might kind of have that role, which is I I I don't know Starks is Starks is a tempting option there. 
Yeah, for sure. He's, he's definitely attempting. I might have to switch him out last minute. We'll see. Um, let's run through some of these other guys you have really cra- fast. Um, Kenny Stills and Landry, both hurt, beat up. They're playing a sweet matchup. Um, I feel better about Landry than Stills, um, but you also feel good about another Miami wide receiver. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. All the Devontae Parker, please. Give me all of that. <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know, this is a boom or bust play, but if you're looking for a guy that might be just, he, he's not really completely contrarian, but just a little bit off the beaten path, I feel like Devontae Parker could really could really do it for some people this week. He he's he's the signs seem to point to him having a good week. Yeah, it's not it's not a crazy idea. It's not crazy. I, I like Parker. I still think Landry's gonna be fine and he's gonna get his touches. Um I'm not crazy about still so with him being hurt I probably would stay right. away. The the thing about Parker and Landry is they don't really compete with each other, right? Because Landry is the the more underneath uh, possession type of receiver and Devonte Parker is playing more of the downfield game. Yeah. And we, so with, with stills definitely out, yep. it, it looks pretty good for Parker. Yeah. Parker's one of those guys where you're not mad if he catches two or three balls because they're going to be probably deep balls. <laughs> so yeah, they're going to be 20 yards. <laughs> yeah. Per tar- yeah. So, so you feel good about him. Um, we got another duo, Percy Harvin and, and Watkins. Obviously everyone's talking about Watkins. Um, you know, I, I've had people ask me about trading for Watkins, starting Watkins. I personally, I've said this to everybody, I don't feel good starting him because I don't know what to expect. I have no clue. I love his ability. I obviously I think he's great. Um, but I'm not the kind of guy to start a player right off of an injury, especially off of an extended period like this. But do you feel different? Are you a, are you like no. all in on it or I, I feel the same way. I really do. And I haven't made claims on Watkins, but I also feel like in a year where there haven't been obvious, obvious waiver claims, like Watkins might be the guy. So if you have the marbles, it could be Sammy Watkins this year. <laughs> oh, man. Our, our boy Adam might be right, man. He might be the playoff darling. It could be. <laughs> I mean, if if he comes back, you know, the guys who graduated with Sammy Watkins seem to have nothing but good things to say about his talent. Yep, that's true, man. We'll, we'll, we'll when see. he's I mean, on the field. If, if, I guess the question is, is how effective will he be on the field fresh off the yeah. injury? You know, that's that's the question. Absolutely. I, I get worried about, oh, he makes a couple plays, steps the wrong way, and his foot's hurt. So we'll see. Um we also have, you know, Jordan Reed got hurt, but he already played. If he doesn't play, you feel good about Vernon Davis next week? Oh, it, all the best to to Jordan Reed and his his family. But if he is out, Vernon Davis is going to be the old Vernon Davis. Yeah. It, this, I, I feel like this is just such a, a friendly tight end system that if if another person gets a chance to play, He's going to do well. He's not going to probably be Jordan Reed, but he is going to be awesome for as long as that opportunity lasts. Well, that's another guy to stream, guys. If, he, if he's open, if he's out there, you take him and you roll with him. Um, not many other big injuries. Gurley, had it, he's been kind of sick all week, but he should be good to go, so we're not worried about that. And then obviously the Sproles, Matthew situation in uh, Philadelphia. A lot of people talking up Smallwood right now. Uh, Matthews has been declared out yet or no? I feel like Matthews is is probably doubtful, and then Sproles. I just saw a report that he might actually, and this is a Monday night game, so we've still got a little bit of time to find out what's what. But if both are out, Smallwood looks like looking like a good bet. 
Looking, yeah. looking like a good option. If, if Smallwood, if Matthews is out, I feel really good about Smallwood. Just so anyone who wants to play him, if Matthews is out, we feel good about him. Um, moving moving over to defense really fast before we give our studs and duds. Just going to highlight some of the some of the bigger injuries. Um, the Chiefs, Marcus Peters and D Ford are out. Is that correct? Like completely out? I Yeah, that's oh, what man. I've seen. Man. And so the Chiefs are looking kind of beaten up going into going to, to play against Denver. And I, I think that's going to be a big day for, for Sanders and Demarius. I'm not sure which way it'll go, but it, there's opportunity there. Yeah, for sure. If Marcus Peters is out and D4 is out, there for sure is good for Sanders and Thomas. Um, we'll see you know, what ends up happening there. You know, Keep a close eye on that, guys. Um, Brandon Flowers, concussion, uh, San Diego. Uh, they're playing Houston. So, of course, that will help Hopkins, Fuller, Fuller has been really I, – I think it's Hopkins is the, is the guy people are probably more worried about. They don't know what to do with him still. A lot of people are super down on Hopkins. I say play him against San Diego. You agree? Yeah, the upside there is old Hopkins maybe, right? <laughs> unless, yeah. unless it's really that Osweiler is holding them back. Uh, yeah, I agree with you. Okay. Yeah, the one, uh, the other big injuries are in Seattle. Earl Thomas, um, Deshaun Sneed. I I don't know if Bennett's out too. I heard something about Bennett possibly being out. So either way, he's beat up if he isn't out. Um, so this was this was kind of a weird one because those guys being out might actually mean that Richard Sherman has to shadow Mike Evans in a pretty concentrated Tampa Bay offense. I mean, it's it's going to Evans, right? Yeah. So <laughs> so all of those injuries might mean kind of a floor day for Mike Evans. Interesting. Does that bump up Doug Martin? That, that's a great question. He he hasn't really had a big day yet. I, I feel good about him. Be. I feel good about yeah. him, man. I do. I know that people are probably scared with Seattle, but I think he'll be all right. Um, and I think those are the major injuries. Obviously, oh, wait, Jimmy Smith, right? Is he doubtful, I believe, um, against the Bengals? So, they so have Brandon no AJ Green, LaFell. no Bernard. So what do you think? I, I think LaFell could have a big game. And, you know, in season long, if you're looking at your roster, uh, I'm not sure that LaFell makes the cut still, but it, I, it could be a, a one-game post-AJ Green type of a boost because of this matchup. Gotcha. And Boyd's another name to look at there, if anything. So <clears throat> let's just jump really quick because we only got like a minute left here. Your stud and dud of the week. I like Doug Baldwin. Um, the the Tampa Bay cornerback Jude and I can't say his name Barima is suspended, <laughs> which puts which puts Doug Baldwin up against Her Hergreaves. And I'm I'm just to be full on cards on the table. I'm taking this from Scott Barrett's uh, cornerback versus wide receiver report. But I, I I like Russell Wilson and I like Doug Baldwin in this matchup. He's my stud of the week. Nice, my stud of the week. Is actually a Seahawk too. It's Thomas Rawls, man. I've been beating the drum all year for him. He's finally back. He's in action. If you got him, you start him. You don't think twice about it. And I can't wait for this to blow up. I can't wait for him, man. Do you have a do you have a deeper stud also or just Baldwin? I think Marquise Lee could have a good week. He's he's sort of taken over the Alan Hearns role in that Jacksonville offense, and he he might be in for another good one. He's been out targeting Hearns, and he's a value. If you're, you know, playing daily fantasy, so Marquise Lee is your guy. Yeah, he's been interesting lately. I, 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 if I had to go deeper stud, I would probably say someone like Coleman, 
I feel good about him this week. Corey Coleman with the Browns. Um, I think him and Pryor both have a good week, actually, but I know everyone's been kind of waiting for Coleman to do something since he's been back from injury, and I think this is the week. Um, I feel good about his quarterback situation this week and everything else. I like the matchup. Um, so I think Coleman does some damage this week for sure. Um, give me a dud, man. Give me one dud that you feel like he can't do right this week. I think Carlos Hyde might be the dud. I think that they're going to get into a negative game script, and as much as Chip Kelly would like to tell us that Carlos Hyde is the center of this offense, I think when when things get hard, it's going to be back to Kaepernick. So Ouch. Carlos Hyde. Sorry, Hyde. Yeah. Guess what? Yeah. I'm going with the running back too, man. So I'm actually going to go with Jeremy Hill. Some people may not agree with me on this one, but I just think with A.J. Green out, with Bernard out, facing a tough Ravens defense. I just don't see where he has room to breathe today, you know, this week, this tomorrow. I just don't see where he has space. I feel like, you know, they're going to they're going to force Andy Dalton to make plays. I just don't feel great about him being able to do that with the weapon, you know, losing those two weapons, it just has to affect their offense. Um Hill's probably going to be tired all day out there facing that tough D, so I don't feel good about Hill. So he's my dud of the week, man. I, I like that call. It's it's counterintuitive, but I like it. <laughs> so those are the big injuries that people need to worry about. Those are on offense and defense. Those are our studs and duds. We're putting our stamps on them. Hopefully, if you start them because of us, and you're not mad after Sunday or Monday or whatever day it is. <laughs> Hopefully... You come back next week because of it. We actually went over our 15-minute break, so we're probably going to get written up for something when we go back inside, but that's okay. Josh, this was great, man. You have a great week 12. Thank you. No problem, man. Let's go. Visit ClockDodgers.com for more unique content. Connect with us now by following at ClockDodgers on Twitter, Instagram, and Periscope.